0: Welcome to Kawaii Vio, a podcast about intellectual discussions by non-intellectual people. I'm Vio, And I'm Vi and we're sisters.
1: Today we're going to talk about us as siblings.
0: For me, I am the eldest. I have been the eldest since I was 4 years old when you were born.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember how I stumbled upon a camcorder that we have in our room. Yeah. Somehow I've just been sitting there for so many years.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I opened it and there was a cassette inside and I played the cassette and it showed you in video. As a baby yeah you were you were newly born in the hospital ward and my dad asked me to say hi to you (laughs) and it was so strange for me because you weren't referred to as a name you were referred to as my sister so i guess from that moment later that we know we will be so close now
1: yeah do you remember like about the story about v3 our bro
0: what what story
1: like you asked mommy to put him back in the stomach The fuck, (laughs) so weird and I remember I, li- I really like our baby cord because it has those like colorful wheelie thingies mm-hmm. and I always like to play with it if I couldn't. Could so it's at the side
0: up. of the cord, the part that could slide up and down, like a gate? Yeah. A gate, right?
1: I always like to play with it, but then I cannot cuss. Noisy!
0: If I'm the firstborn, you're the...
1: I'm the secondborn. So yeah, I'm that middle child who don't get much attention or whatever from the parents. But I'm thankful that I have you as an older sister though. What was being the eldest like?
0: I guess my personality growing up is that I was very obedient. But you guys were like fucking rats. Absolute rats. Rats. So you guys would fight all the time. Like you and Witton would fight and like pull each other's hair. Get into drama mama situation. Oh Inside of I break you up. And like, you know, guys stop fighting and we're all safe. Or I somehow break you up or I didn't break you up. I will still get reprimanded with the perpetrator or the instigator of this crime right you know what yeah. I mean like so it's whenever like one of y'all do something wrong somehow I'll be punished too, and I'll get caned so from young I'm like fuck am I the mother here you know what I mean I always remember having to take care of you guys growing up I have to be responsible always have this voice of my dad be like take care of your siblings you know what I mean mm. so I feel like my parents um, from a young age expect me to like excel in like different aspects of my life like you know doing good at school, taking care of the siblings, you know, always being a role model Mm. in whatever I do, the way I speak, and all that stuff. And, of course, be the goody-two-shoes that you guys can look up to, but the real question here is, who do I look up to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, quite lonely, right? Sometimes it is lonely because, like, from a young age, I kind of have to, like, figure out the world on my own. So if we were to look back and like when I was six or seven years old sometimes like our parents would get into arguments mm. and you will come into the room with me mm. and we would seek refuge in our safe space yeah and
1: I remember me crying a lot and you're always there to like calm me down yeah yeah like
0: even though in my head I was feeling like what's happening like I, I don't like this feeling of like you know family arguments mm. and I wanted to cry too and I was at that age where I could understand what they were talking about because mm. at that point I was 6 or 7 years old and you are probably
1: like 3. 3. I was still trying to like comprehend what was happening but I understood that this is not a good situation and being a 3 year old you know, you can't help but express weird emotions outwardly so I cry and cry and cry.
0: Yeah, you couldn't verbalize or externalize your feelings yeah. well enough yeah. and so I understood what they were saying even though they were speaking in Cantonese and stuff and I just remembered that yes even though I wanted to cry I kind of put on my big sister shoes and like comfort you yeah. and like you know don't cry it's alright and I would like put my ear at the bottom of our door you know that little gap yeah. I put my ear there listen to what they're saying or tell you what's happening so that you kind of understood it Yeah, and I want to say this continued on to even when like we were a little bit older mm. to like eventually comfort like my sister and my brother when she goes down basically, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, she'll always be the one cracking jokes and try to make us happy even though we, I was like really young, you know? Mm. It was really nice because it takes the negative attention away.
0: Yeah, and you just focus on like the positive things, right? Mm. I remember when I was younger, I actually like made this mental choice. I could either cry along with my sibling and all the two of us feeling confused or I can like suck it up buck the fuck up, not Cry and somehow be that pillar that they can look to for comfort, yeah, or look to for support. Mm. And from a young age, I decided that yeah, there's no use for me crying here because crying won't help the situation. It'll perpetuate it to be something even worse. I guess that naturally translates to me like growing up to be able to emotionally detach from situations more. Mm. So let's say this is a very um uncalm situation whereby I could potentially react in a way whereby I might cry, right? Mm. But I know that I shouldn't cry. I clock out mentally and be like, you know what? Not worth my time. I'm going to transfer my energy on something else a bit more worthwhile. So that's just me. I'm a bit more emotionally like distant. What about you? Do you feel like you're this way?
1: No, I'm definitely, like, the fiery kid. I'm the person who really acts out and lashes out, actually. Remember? Mm.
0: (laughs) Like, you are more emotional.
1: I'm super emotional, one. Compared Compared to to you. Yeah. You are, like, you can clock out and clock in whenever you want or, like, whenever you choose to. But for me, I don't know. It's just the way I express. Like, when it comes to expressing... To people I love, right, if I know that they don't listen, I would really lash out and shout during a heated argument.
0: Yeah, you you tend to do that a lot. Yeah, all the time. it's not a bad thing That's just, just you But like for me I just choose not to waste my energy mm. and not to act upon my emotions like that so mm. yes I do feel what you're feeling at certain times but the way I react to how I feel is different I'll put it in a box shove it away and see what's more important now
1: I find to do that is really difficult it takes way more energy for me to do that than to lash out and say what I want to say once and for all
0: I see what you mean mm-hmm. so because I, I'm able to box my emotions aside I'm able to communicate in a more level-headed way that's true rather than you take my rather than being emotions, so impulsive right? yeah yeah let my emotions i think my roller coaster in And <laughs> argument do you know what i mean
1: yeah i get what you mean
0: because of like my ability to like box things up i feel like i'm a very task-driven person mm. what is our goal here what is my goal in this situation so i'll like let that goal guide me and if i don't need my emotions for that i can just like put it aside and just move on for a while and so sometimes when like I I get caught up like you know family turmoils or things that I'm not too happy about mostly like family shit you know what I'm saying Mm. I don't see me crying
1: that's true whenever there's like family troubles and shit I will always be the one being super emotional caught up in tears mm. but my sister is very stable yeah she's very steady bro
0: yeah like I won't be the one crying if I cry it just means that you know what you guys are like fucking shit that I just explode like that you know what I'm saying yeah it's so that's very like, rare that's the downside of it mm. but the upside of it is like I don't see the point of me crying or like needing to talk out my emotions in that particular situation let's say something happened at home I see the need for a solution more important than the need for me to vent that's me in the past so at one point I was like that now I appreciate the emotional release of talking it out Mm. when I feel like the solution is beyond my control but if it's if someone comes up to me be like back then i remember in college someone actually came up to me be like hey vio you're right what happened i see your instagram are you good and i just replied to this one friend like if i tell you can you give me a solution can you help me no right there's no point point." and you could see her face go like whoa girl i just want to help you know what i mean in my head i'm like is it just to appease your curiosity therefore i'm telling you this story i'm telling you this story because you have the ability or the means to help me again you see that's why I mean by I'm very goal driven if you're not able to help me get out of this shitty situation don't come to me Mm. you know what I mean that's a bit about me so I guess like my emotional disconnect it serves as a protection tool to protect my mental sanity otherwise if I get emotionally connected to all of the shits all of the emotional bullshit that sometimes that we get caught up in yeah I feel I would lose my mind that's just me
1: Well, for me, I'm like kind of glad that I had someone to talk to. I'm not too trusting of like dishing out my family troubles or like dishing out things that are unhappy to me amongst my friends. I seek that comfort through my sister and I'm kind of glad that she's always there to listen to me. It's really nice. To kind of like talk to someone who can also relate, you know, and who mm. is in the same situation, who can kind of give you feedback that you can work on, mm. which I find that you don't really have that, like asking someone for a solution and actually getting it.
0: I'm generally the kind of person that doesn't really seek advice from other people. Yeah. Because let's say if something happens in my life, it is so nuanced and it's so unique to my situation that if I ask someone for advice, they're not able to relate to me in the same way that I'm able to relate to myself. <laughs> Lol. (laughs) If that makes sense. And so because of that, I sometimes don't even share what I'm going through with you in a way like to seek your advice. Mm. Because personally, I feel like I'm always one life phase away from you. That's true. When you were in primary school, I was in secondary school. And the things that, let's say any question they have about secondary school, I could tell you about it. Yeah, and when you're in secondary school I'm in college or towards the end of my secondary school life so I can give you advice on the next phase of your life
1: yeah my sister is kind of like my life coach or like my life guidance coach in a way whenever I have anything that I want to ask regarding of uncertainties she will kind of like reassure me with things that she have experienced yeah it's kind of like really comforting
0: that's nice to hear but for me I don't share things with you in that sense because some things you just can't relate to because we are at different Stages. Phases of life. Yeah, different stages of life anyway, mm. different phases. It's not that I don't want to share it with you, but you're just not able to relate to it because it's not your time yet.
1: Yeah, I get it lah. In a way, I cannot give you an answer. I can only give you a listening ear.
0: Yeah, and sometimes, good or need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm.
1: Do you think it is because we were brought up in a ratchet environment? What do you mean, ratchet? There's a lot of like things going on at home sometimes.
0: Yeah, I would say it's not a ratchet environment that <laughs> I grew up in. Ratchet. But it could be just mentally and exhausting and that's that's why i moved out eventually like now at 25 i moved out do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because sometimes our mom has episodes of mental ups and downs
1: yes mental distress
0: yeah so it causes mental distress to me Mm. personally so when the times are good we are good she would like talk to everyone like you know nothing's wrong but when the episodes turn sour. Girl, the house radiates of gloom, she radiates anger, everyone's like going tippy toes around everything, you're walking on glass all the time. And so, because of that, I just decided I'm done, I'm out. You clocked out. I clocked the fuck out with my backpacks and my suitcases and I left. <laughs> but you live here. Yeah. So, how does that feel like for you? Do you feel that this is a mentally exhausting environment? What are your thoughts?
1: Sometimes it's honestly exhausting Having to deal with External factors that affect Your sanity or your, your emotions Like I also want to clock out but where do I go you know what I'm trying to say
0: do you feel like increasingly now you are able to clock out more or are you still super fiery because you know I don't live here anymore so I cannot be the one that like balance you out in a way
1: that's true it depends on situations like if the situation is too heated because I'm more emotionally driven right I would get very fiery Mm. very curt when I speak etc but I think as I grow I feel that I'm able to also mentally clock out like be a bit more emotionally distant Mm. with my parents Mm. I just do not have the energy to participate in their antics though. Mm. I've better things to do, you know?
0: It's very interesting how like, I'm not here, you're slowly taking on that mental detachment as well. Yeah. It's it's like, whoa, I'm passing the baton on to you and you're continuing the... Firstborn mentality. Yeah, the clock in, clock out thing. I'm not sure if it's a firstborn or is it a me thing but it's very relevant to this situation where you want to protect your mental sanity so you are slowly clocking out.
1: It's just like white noise in the background lah. You don't mind it being there but it's still noisy and it's still annoying But Honestly speaking, as a middle child, I do not really have a strong connection with my parents. I'm more closer to my siblings because I always feel that they have my back, more so than my parents. Tell
0: us a bit more about why do you say you feel detached?
1: As a middle child, I don't really get as much attention or a show of affection from my parents. I think it's because I'm just the next in line after my sister, you know? I'm not the golden boy of the family whatsoever.
0: Or you're not like the first child that made them from like couple to like mum and dad, do you know what I mean?
1: Mm. I'm just the link between my sister and my brother. At least that's how I feel uh. I inherit clothes rather than have new ones. Sounds like I'm complaining but that's how it is, you know? It's like you're inheriting someone's shell. Yeah, I do not have a place where I can fully shine. Like... Even though there is sunshine, I would still be under a tree, under a shade. Mm. I mean, I'm always in your shadows, in a way. Mm. I remember when we go out for dinner, like, they will ask me, so what do you want to eat? Rather than actually picking what I want, or maybe it's because I'm lazy, I would just say whatever my sister is having. Because it's just easier that way. The comfort of knowing that there is options for you, that you don't have to, in a way, strive to get something you want. It's just so easy. Isn't it like being content? It is being content. Like you choose not to choose, no? Yeah, but I think it's more so because I know that I'm always well taken care of. Like, I have my sister who is acting as my guidance in life, you know? I can always follow after my sister and know that, okay, I'm going to the right path because she has experienced it before. So
0: in a way, it's like a cop-out.
1: Yeah, it's, you can kind of say that my childhood, I kind of lived in her shadows because it was a very... It was like... Easy, and it was kind of like a safety net. Because I've only been following my sister's shadows and doing whatever that she is doing, I feel like there's little unique expectations for me from my parents. So
0: it's not that there's no expectations, but there is, it's just that it's like what I'm doing, and you also just follow along, right? Yeah, like go
1: with the flow of what your sister is doing because she turned out good enough, you know? Mm. So in a way, right, that's my success that I've built on or like my achievement that I've gained even hold its weight lah. because I'm always being compared with you right mm. always like even when I get P.M.R. PMRAs my SPM was of a good result you know my diploma CGPA was great too but it's not as great as yours there's always the but mm. it's not as good it's that like I'm always being compared to you like don't I have my own identity don't I have all my own individual achievements that I can be proud of
0: how do you feel when someone be like oh but your sister is like Better.
1: I honestly want to tell them to shut the fuck up. Through ah. that? It's like, don't look at me through her lenses. Look at me through my own lens. I guess with that thought in mind, right? I've decided to really venture into a whole new career path compared to you. Mm. I've decided to go into the creative industry where I feel that you don't need to conform to be successful, or to achieve something. Exactly. And th- even this
0: idea of a creative industry, it is so different from yeah. my industry, which is education. Education yeah. is something that anyone can understand. Yeah. But I feel like our parents, maybe they're not able to brain what is the creative industry. so And therefore, it's a bit hard to put expectations on you because they don't even understand what you're doing. Which is a double-edged sword. It's yeah. like, yes, at one hand, you don't know anything too much. You cannot compare my sister to me. You cannot even compare like what I'm doing, what other people are doing because you don't even understand the industry. But the downside is that your accomplishments it may just be that it's like it exists in a vacuum it doesn't exist as like wow my my daughter is so good doing so well in like this industry because they don't understand the weight of the industry if that makes sense
1: yeah but i guess i'll still prefer that Mm. because when you work in the creative industry right it's not about seeking validation from the people closest to you it's about seeking validation or appreciation from people everywhere it's like also you
0: want validation from the industry
1: itself. You know? Yeah, it's it's way bigger than just being praised on by your close one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so would you say that
0: maybe that's ultimately why you choose to remain in the creative industry is because there's really nothing to compare you with.
1: Honestly, yeah, I would say yes, definitely. It's so nice and refreshing, not having to conform to a certain expectation or like a comparative expectation anymore. Mm, So it's no more like... It's no more like me versus you. It's just me versus the world. And that's so much more fun to look forward to. Yeah.
0: We've come to the end of this conversation, really. And this conversation is just, well, us sharing different perspectives of growing up. As the eldest and the middle child, we go through different things emotionally, mentally, with also adjusting with different parental expectations. At the end of the day, we are a product of our environment, but your past does not define who the fuck you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Your hustle does.
1: Unless you are an MLM person, man. get the fuck away from me.
0: Yeah, stay the fuck away from us, man. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good Good night. night.